Hello, and welcome to I Like It Okay, the podcast with specific tastes and even stronger opinions. I'm Ryan. And I'm Dee Dee. And today we are going to discuss Red, Taylor's version from the vault and all. And all. Hope your birthdays have been better since then. Embracing the culture. I was just adhering to my good friend's culture. <laughs> Anthropologist. Exactly. So I feel like we're kind of late to this game. Yeah. It's been out for roughly three weeks Three weeks, now. yeah. Um, I think we needed that time to collect our thoughts. Yes. Um, I think this re-release has just been so much more, like iconic and fun than fearless yeah i don't know why like fearless i just couldn't be brought to care I like and she she didn't even hype fearless up as much as this one no well we had a lot longer to wait for red yeah and she didn't give us a damn single the whole time not a thing unless you count wildest dreams just not on this album yeah um i mean i liked some of the songs from the vault on fearless but red is just really good Red is so good. And the vault songs are like fucking crazy. But we knew that already. But we knew that. Um, I mean, so I, we actually, you know, um, you guys come for us, get your pitchforks and torches. We, we do Apple Music, not Spotify. Um, and finally, Apple Music has decided to come out with like their version of Spotify wrapped. Right. Yes. Um, and the reason I'm bringing this up is that we were going through like years past mm-hmm. last night, and Better Man by Little Big Town was on mine from like 2017 or whatever. Um, I knew it. I loved it. That was a. Remember how excited I was when she yeah. released the track list and Better Man was on it? Yeah. You um, were gagged. I love that song. It's so good. It's become my favorite vault song other than All Too Well. Yeah. I love Better Man. Um, at first, it took me some adjusting because, like, it is, it's different. Like, it is yeah. different from a little big town. Um, but I like the Taylor version more now, obviously. Obviously. Um, I mean, so how do you want to tackle this? Should we go through line by line, or like, is it been there, done that? So we're just gonna hit the big ones. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking. There are some songs in the original set list that. I think she did make a little bit different, um, but then there are others that sound identical. Yeah. All right. So we'll go down. So State of Grace, what are your thoughts? I think the sound of it is very similar, but her voice, like for being the opening song, you can just really tell how much her voice has matured. Her voice is so good now. It's so good. I'm not saying she was ever a bad singer, but she has gotten so much better. She's so strong now. Especially, like, live, like, watching the SNL, like, versus when she was live younger. Yeah. I mean, obviously, she was a kid still, so, like... Right. But um, her voice has gotten so good. Yeah, Stata Grace, to me, sounds almost identical. Like, it's different. Yeah, her voice just sounds a little different. But it's just such a good... It's a strong opening song. Mm -hmm. The drums, uh, it's so good. Um, number two, the eponymous red. red. To me, this one is one of the most changed. It sounds very different to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know what we've said about this to each other, and it's it's toxic of us, but I like the first version better. I've come around. Okay. I, I am starting to like... 
I think I'm liking it more because like my brain's just getting used to it. And mm-hmm. I mean, I really did the original versions of everything. Like I don't. Oh listen. yeah, duh. Like I'm not giving Scooter one red penny. But um, but uh, yeah. I mean, as I'm listening to it more and more, I'm getting used to it. At first, I really did prefer the original one. Now, it's fine. Um, yeah, Treacherous, I think, is better than the original. Treacherous one. is so good. Um, it's so good though. It's one of her songs to me, like um, illicit affairs, where it doesn't yeah. get where it's going until the second half. Yeah, you know, like the first half of this song is very different than the second half it's like a very slow start and then once you get where you're going like shit your pants are on fire it's you're taking off it's so good um it has so much just power behind it she's just belting it out one of her best bridges for sure for sure yeah i mean two headlights mm. they're shining but uh okay we're cruising through the original <laughs> ones because what is there to say about them? We knew them. Yeah, you guys know these songs. Um, number four, I Knew You Were Trouble, the classic Harry Styles song. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it is it is what it is. It had its moment in 2012 and I'm kind yeah. of not like... I'm over it. it at this point. I do like this version better because now whenever I hear the original version, I just think of that stupid meme about how it sounds like screaming goats. <laughs> And I feel like she toned it down a little bit in this one, so it doesn't have that sound as much anymore. So yeah. I do like it better, but like like you said, I'm over it. Yeah, 20, I don't care about it. I feel like this block in the middle, of course, not including all too well, but like um, yes, I, 22, yeah. and we are never getting back together. They firmly sit in 2012 for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are never getting back together. I would. Sp- Belt that song. Yeah, that was my favorite song when she initially released this album. I loved that song. I remember yeah. screaming it. Though we'll get to that one in a moment. We will get to that. So I knew you were trouble. Yeah, it's fine. It's about Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Um, what is there to say about it? He was trouble. He was trouble. Like he was flying her around the globe, apparently. Yeah, that's the fun thing about Harry Styles at this time. Like... We know that this man is horny and sexual as hell now. So it's like crazy to imagine him as like still a teenager with those hormones raging. He must have been fucking crazy. I have a feeling he was gross. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For sure. But like at that time, I was so into it. But like, yeah, looking back now, I'm like, ooh, girl, what were you like going through? All right. So number five. Um, So poor all too well. The non-tender yeah. version. Yeah, the, she's been yeah. left behind uh, because her older, mature, much bigger sister is just cooler is and everything up. Cooler in every single way. I mean, all too well is still good, but like it's just been plussed in every way. Yeah, for the ten minute. Version. But I will say, I like how obviously in the ten minute version it's more poppy. Mm. So I like how in the non ten minute version, I guess the regular version, she kept it as that like guitar sound. Yeah, and then the sad girl autumn version, it's too depressing for me. Like, yeah, it's too sad. I didn't think she was gonna try to make it an even sadder song, but she did. Yeah. Um, six twenty two. Okay. Um, speaking as someone who is. In their f- firmly in their late twenties, you were um, gonna say in your in their forties, and I was like, Jesus, Ryan. Yeah, I'm actually an elderly man, <laughs> not the forties elderly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it but, just feels that way. Yeah, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling twenty seven. 
Yeah, honestly, like this song just is not giving for me. It was such a thing at the time. I remember when my first friend turned 22, it was Justin. We went to Koizy. We had some hibachi. Koizy. And we blasted. Guys, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Koizy, for us non-Tampa hoes out here, um, is an all-you-can-eat sushi and hibachi restaurant. <laughs> and it's dis- it's disturbingly cheap. What is it like? It's $10. It's $10. So that should really tell you a lot of what you need to know. It is truly frightening food. It's the worst tofu I've ever had in my life. <laughs> It's, um, it's a lot. As a college student, it was great because we yeah. were broke and it was by USF. And you don't know anything in your... Yeah, exactly. But like, that was the first time I ever tried sushi was like crazy. Oh. And no wonder I didn't like it. Yeah, no wonder you had such a bad time. Um, I like it now, though. Yeah, I can't imagine going there as an adult now when I have like better options. Well, the shame is there's not a lot of like, I love hibachi food, but I hate the hibachi experience. Or Interesting. Or I think that's called like teppanyaki, I think is the like. Yeah, I think so. The like knife part of it. You know, I don't like being performed to. Yeah, that's true. Um. So, yeah. Wow. What a tangent. Anyway. Well, wait, have you ever been to Soho? Soho hibachi? No. We'll have to go. Okay. We'll go on your birthday because they put a giant hat on you. I'm not doing that. Um, all right, so 22. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. For all you girlies out there who are 22 this year, congrats. Hold on. Side note, Maddie... Is 21. Yes. Okay, well, listen. Um, Penny Clay's on Instagram if you guys want to follow her. Um, her golden birthday is going to be November 22nd, 2022. She's wow. obviously turning 22. Oh, so, like, this song, I guess, means a lot to her. And also, she hasn't turned 22 yet, so she's still looking forward to that. So, I mean, that's all I associate with the song at this point, because I'm way too old to be listening to this song. So, whenever I hear it, I just think, oh, Maddie. Also, her 33rd birthday will be kind of interesting. 11, 22, 33. <gasps> oh, I'll have to text her that. <laughs> she's so far away from 33, though. Like, she's got so much time. Yeah, well, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's what, 2028. That's like, I guess that's pretty far away. Yeah, I mean, we have time, just like not 12 years, unfortunately. <laughs> no. Um, um. Also, if you hear this, this is the sound of ice clacking. We want to give a big shout out to Maggie from String and Honey for sponsoring our caffeine run this morning. So we are energetic and lively and fun. So thank mm-hmm. you, Maggie. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Um, I almost do. I like this song. It's cute. It's sweet. Yeah. Is it? I think it's sung very sweetly. It's very early <laughs> temple to me. It's not good. Like, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's good. It's not happy. It's not positive. It's yeah. not positive. But it's sung in like a very, like a lilting, like sweet little but I almost. You know what's funny is when this song for, or when this album first came out in 2012, I considered all too well and I almost do like sister songs and I would only ever listen to them together. Huh. To be honest, I think I listened to it on my first listen through and I've not listened to it again. It's good. It's just really sad. And it's just like nothing, I don't know, nothing special. Another good bridge moment. Yeah, it's, it's, 
It's just overshadowed. In a world of amazing bridges, it's no cape. Yeah, it's overshadowed. Um, okay, so number eight, we are never getting back together. Okay, okay. There's beef Okay. This. Okay, yes, beef. Um, Taylor needs to get her shit together and release yes. the we are, not, we are never getting back together rock version yes. that she's saying in the 1989 world tour yes um because that is good yeah for those of us who are lucky enough to go to the 1989 world tour you may remember that we are never ever getting back together had a rock component to it she was angry she is screaming she is playing the hell out of her guitar she's grunting the whole crowd is angry it's so much better not like this song isn't good this song is fire as hell but like the rock version should have been a vault track because it's so damn good definitely and i think if it was a vault track it would be in like my top three yeah i mean I, see, I don't know if it could be a vault track that is not truly from the vault. I mean, obviously, all too well wasn't, but like she was adding to it. Yeah, I think it should be one of her little singles that she just drops out of nowhere. You know what? You're right, Taylor. Do that, please. Um, that's what it should be. Just like a random ass little single. Oh my god! And it would do numbers. I would love it. It would be so much better for us if we didn't have to go to fucking YouTube. To listen to this song. Yeah. It's it's one of the few that I stopped to go to YouTube for. Yeah. The other one is the uh, cover of Cowboy Take Me Away by Miley Cyrus and uh, Orville <laughs> Peck. I still listen to that. It's so good. <laughs> um, and then number nine, we have Stay, Stay, Stay. Oh, I love this song. I have been loving you for quite some time. time it's time. so upbeat. It's like one of the very few upbeat, happy, romantic songs from this album. And I just think it's really fun. Do we know who it's about? Imagine Harry. Is anything positive on this? Is yeah, about anything Harry? positive on this album is just like a Harry song. So I guess so. But I have to tell my anecdote about this song. It's so fucking embarrassing. Mm hmm. So, obviously, this came out in 2012. I was a senior in high school, and we had this Taylor, this Taylor. We had this teacher named Mr. Taylor, and he taught U.S. history, government, and I want to say economics, if I remember correctly. So, I had him for, like, a lot of my AP classes. He was fucking hot. Yeah. All the girls loved him. He was also one of the younger teachers. You know, he was probably, like, 28. Which, for a 17-year-old, that felt attainable. No. No, that's gross. <laughs> but you know what? Whatever. Looking back, everybody thought he was so hot. And the fun thing about him is he had the juiciest apple booty like I've ever seen. Especially on a white man. He had an apple bottom. I feel like that happens to teachers because they're squatting over desks so often. Yeah, and he knew it too because he, he had this little bar stool. That he would, like, sit on, but he would, like, lean on it. He would, like, put his leg up and, like, lean on it. And we would all, all the girls would just be like, ah. Um, there was this one English teacher in my high school who I'm not going to name just because, I don't know, I'm scared. Um, but, like, he was young and he had the same situation going on. And he also knew it because he would wear the tightest chinos available. Mm. Like, they were skin tight. He was born into these chinos. Oh, I love that. Wow. Anyway. Well, so the point that I brought that up for was obviously his name is Mr. Taylor. So we were stupid and gross and weird. And we changed the song to Tay Tay Tay. Ew, ew, ew. It was a whole thing. Like all of the girls in my high school were singing this. Tay Tay Tay. Because he was so hot. 
gross. Yeah, it's like really gross. And I want to be the judge of this. We have to look at your yearbook later. What? I want to see Mr. You're Trump. gonna hate him, Ryan. You're gonna hate him. He's so not your type because he's like the um the like really light like blonde kind of redhead. Oh God. Yeah, so not your type. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to look at my yearbook. It's fine. Okay. Um. All right. So next one is the last time. And then featuring Gary Lightbody from Snow Patrol. Yes. Good for uh, her for giving this man a job in 2021, <laughs> honestly. Um, you're going to have the Snow Patrol stands coming for you if they still have... The Snow Patrol stands, if they're out there, like, come for me, if please. If they still have fighters in these streets. Yeah, I'd like to know. Um, It's okay. I like it. I think it's one of the underrated songs. I think it's a nice duet. They harmonize well. They harmonize really well. I like how she does the like lower mm-hmm. sounds and he does the higher tones. I don't know what that's called. Uh, what? Well, she does like the low voice. Like the more bass? Yeah. And then he does the more treble? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I like that. Um, Maddie, again, Penny Clays, brought up a very good point. She was very mad that Taylor brought Gary Lightbody back for this. And she brought up a point that, you know who would have done so much better? Niall Horan. He would have been really good on this, but I that would kind of like break the whole trend because she's oh yeah everybody. Yeah, like it wouldn't have gone it over would be well. a slight, yeah. I mean, if Gary also, Lightbody was still minutely famous, it would have been a huge scandal, but like he's not, so I'm okay with it. Um, chorally speaking, what do you think Taylor is? What like an alto oh, or... Girl, I don't know. I was never in choir. Well, because I was just, like, thinking of, like... Because he's definitely, like, a tenor. Or, like, a high tenor at that. Um, and I feel like her voice is just naturally Who, deeper. Gary or Niall? Gary. Okay. No, Niall is, like... I mean, basically any pop singer at this point who's a man is probably a tenor, a tenor maybe a baritone this means nothing to me um, i have no the only, idea like this bass singer i can think of is like johnny cash what about hosier was he he would be baritone probably okay what about like orville peck he's got that a, would be pie bass yeah he's got a voice on yeah. him um i like a bass voice it's just really rare in popular yeah, music that's true um I, I feel like she has a really deep voice for a woman yeah Anyway, that was a digression. Um, well, wait, hold on. One more thing I have to say about this song is one of my new favorite trends on TikTok. This is probably very niche and not actually a trend, but in the bookstagram world it is, is taking scenes from the 2019 Little Women movie and putting Taylor Swift songs on it. The most popular one being obviously Champagne Problems. But somebody yesterday, well, they probably posted it a while ago, but I just saw it yesterday took the famous scene of Joe and Lori on the hill. That's the only scene that's ever made me want to move to New England. It's so good. It's so and put the last time over it where um, for Joe, she says, this is the last time you're telling me I got it wrong or whatever. And then over Lori, it says, this is the last time I say it's been you all along. That shit is so painful. Yeah. She was going through it in red. She was, yeah. That's like the whole gist of the album. But what I love is, so the, the next time that she goes through it, she chooses violence, but... <laughs> oh, Reputation. I love Reputation, um, which was my number one listen to album this year. That's so wild to me. Yeah. Um, 
But it was not my number one Taylor song. It was not a song from Reputation. It was Champion. What did you just say? That my entire... number one Taylor song was not a song from Reputation. <laughs> Your voice just like could not sound right in my ears. I don't know why. Um, it was Champagne Problems. <laughs> yeah, Champagne Problems was tied for my number one song of this year with This Is Me Trying. So just saying like I have really good taste. Um, all right. So number 11, Ooh. Holy Ground. We, we love this song. Absolute stunner particularly the vocalizations i love when taylor vocalizes the drums the beat Mm -hmm. it's like one of those songs where this is gonna sound weird but like forevermore you know how we said we liked how with cowboy like me it just kind of like rolls and there's a rhythm and it just keeps going it almost sounds like you're on horseback Yeah, yeah this is like that for me where it just like it keeps going the rhythm is really there and it's steady and it's just a lot of fun yep um this is like my second favorite vocalization from Taylor. Number one being the, the last way. 10 seconds of Out of the Woods. <laughs> Which in the Reputation tour, she plays for like, or was it 1989 tour? 1989 tour, yeah. Where she plays it for like two minutes straight. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I want in 1989 re-record is just like an eight minute outro for just doing those vocalizations. I think that's fair. Um, right, number 12, Sad, Beautiful, Tragic. Not one of my favorites. Yeah, I'll be honest with you guys. This was one of my least favorites the first time she p- put this album out, and it's one of my least favorites now. I just, it's sad. Sure, I guess it's beautiful, and it's tragic. So I just, I, I don't know. It's mm. not giving for me. And then on to one of Dee Dee's original faves, The Lucky One. <sighs> you know what actually makes me really sad about this? Like you said, The Lucky One is one of my favorite red songs but it sounds identical to me in red taylor's version so it's just not giving yeah i still love it but like i don't know i guess i was hoping for something a little new like and fresh or whatever yeah um but yeah and it's like one of her iconic songs because you know since she started having even an inkling of fame, she's been writing these songs about, hey, maybe being famous isn't like all it's cracked up to be. So that I think this is one of those like first instances of that where she says like, shit, this can be kind of like toxic and like overwhelming. Like Lucky. Yeah. Like Miss Britney Spears. There's a girl named Lucky. <laughs> um, all right. Everything has changed featuring Edward Shitterin. Shitterin. <laughs> Um, Give your thoughts, Ryan. I actually like this song. Good. Good. It's a good song. It's a good song. And as much as I'm not a huge fan of Ed Sheeran, um, their voices work together rather well. Really well. Yeah. Um, And they're like really good friends, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, And it's not confirmed, but everybody knows she's going to be on his new album. So release the damn tracks, Ed. I thought you were going to say that. um, What's... That uh, dress might have been about him and reputation. Please don't ever say that to me. I think that's so disgusting. <laughs> I think that's so foul. I don't want to think about them having sex yeah. ever. Um, but yeah. That's not my canon. I like it, but it is another song that I think sounds almost identical to the original. Yeah. Um, so I've not been listening to too, too much. To yeah. To it back it's then. good, but like, it's okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So Starlight. <laughs> I have no thoughts. I have beef with this song. I hate this song. Well, okay. You guys know. If I hate a Taylor song, that just means it's not my favorite. I still listen to it. And I still probably like it better than, like, other artists. But it's my least favorite song. Yeah. 
probably one of my like top three least favorite Taylor songs ever. I just don't like it. it fair enough. The fair bridge. Enough. The bridge gives me such big cringe when she says we're going to get married and have 10 kids and teach them how to dream. I'm like, first of all, why the fuck are we having 10 kids? Second of all, teach them how to dream. Come on. Like, let's grow up. That's very greatest showman of her. Yeah. It's very like, I don't know, written in like eighth grade for me. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't like that song, but whatever. It's still here. Um, begin again. Begin again. I don't know why to me, this one in the Holy ground are related in my head. I, I have no Interesting. idea. Okay. Yeah. Um, another one that sounds almost identical to like, yeah. Scooter's version. So like Scooter's version. <laughs> um, I liked it a lot better. I think in the first release of this album, I really loved it back in 2012. And I don't know. It's I guess one of those songs that I've maybe grown out of a little bit. But I will say, Jake, we know that he did a number on her. Okay, the evidence is resounding. But a trend I have noticed is that he really did some damage to her self-esteem towards her sense of humor. Because in the new All Too Well, she says, I was never good at telling jokes. Yeah. And this one, she says that he said I was never funny. And then there's another song I forget on the album where she says something about like, oh, I bet you think about me. She says something about like, la- or you roll your eyes at my jokes. So apparently like one very common theme in their relationship is that Jake told her that she wasn't funny and she was bad at like making people laugh. And I have beef with that. I think she's a very funny individual. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that's like just a very common straight man thing to do. Yeah. And let's be real. Straight men have like the stupidest sense of humor. Like they're not funny. So (laughs) I'm pissed about this as, as a whole women are way funnier. So fuck that. And poor Taylor, I wish I could go back to 2011, 2012 and just hold her hand. Yeah. She's a funny girl. She's a funny girl. Funny one Um, All right. The moment I knew. <laughs> Damn. This shit hurted. Yeah. Um, happy birthday, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> hope, hope you're... <laughs> Hope your birthdays have been better since then. Um, Yeah. Obviously, her 21st birthday had a very big impact on her. Yeah. um, My 21st birthday was great, but, like, I don't think it, like, really shaped me like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, getting stood up by your boyfriend on, like, what is typically the most important birthday... That sucks. Yeah, but it was just me and my mom on my 21st birthday. Okay, yeah, but so I'm saying you didn't go through it as hard as she did. No, I guess not. Um, Because if you did, you would have written a song about it. Yeah, I love writing songs. I would love to hear a Ryan song. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jeremy. Hey, hey, Jeremy. That is not mine. I will not assume that. Um, I know, but I just... just, I just think of you when I hear it in also, my head. Also, everyone from my high school was just triggered. So, sorry. Um, all right. Where were we? Okay. So, come back. Be here. Talk about bridges. Yes. This is a bridge for the gods. Yeah. Um, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of a uh, Natasha Benningfield song, actually. Really? Because it has like, a similar concept. Interesting. Of, like, being in two different time zones and, like, when I'm waking up, you're going to bed sort of situation. Oh. Yeah, this one's very obviously about Harry. Yeah. Um, Which, again, anything remotely positive, it's Mr. Styles. Yeah. Um, This was before Harry was, like, icky, I guess. 
but yeah. Wait, that sounded bad. I don't think he's icky now. I meant like icky to her. This is before they went through it. <laughs> um, this is before Out of the Woods. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I like Comeback Be Here. I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think she did a good job. It's a little different. Yeah. Um, okay, Girl at Home. This one. To this me. is what, Zach Efron? Yes. First of all, this is the anecdote to end all anecdotes. I found this out from Miss Hallie that Girl at Home was written about Zach Efron hitting on Taylor while they were doing their voice recordings for Horton Here's a Who. Or were they in the Lorax together? They were in one of those. The Lorax. They were in one of those. So just imagine them doing voice recordings for a Dr. Seuss movie and he is trying to lay pipe. Well, he has a girlfriend. I mean, if it was me, I'd let him. Yeah, it's just the setting is weird. But I guess she does kind of say that, too. She's like, I would do it if it wasn't a girl at home because I've been her before. <laughs> That's true. And you know what? That would be hot. I would be. Good for both of them. You know what I love but, about Zac Efron? Mm-hmm. Is that he is aged perfectly with my like yes. taste. Yes, exactly. Like in high school, in high, high and while, like, and I think this is middle school, in high school musical, he was like this very like. Oh, he was it. Smooth, shaggy haired boy who we yes. just loved. And now he's like this like hairy. Rugged. Oh, God. Thick boy. Yeah. Boobies. I love it. It's really good. It's good stuff. I'm yeah. glad he's not on Coke anymore. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad he's taking care of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say, this song had a huge facelift. Because it was one of my least favorite songs before. I just thought it was very weak. But now she made it like a little pop icon. It is so good. I could go clubbing to the song. Yeah. Um, I, I love her little uh-uh. Like in the, yeah. <laughs> um, but it yeah. kind of reminds me of uh, Better Than Revenge. Like it's very like, I don't know. like Giving the same energy. Like cheerleader like energy. Like uh-uh. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, so stay the Grace Acoustic version. What is there to say about it than what we already said? Really? You don't have thoughts on this one? I don't. I think again, this one of the songs I listened to on the first major playthrough, and it's okay. not on my Taylor playlist. Okay. Well, I must say, I like the acoustic version better than the original at this point. It is so beautiful. Mm. It's one of those songs where, like, the regular version I love, and it's so fun. But somehow this song just feels made for acoustic. It's so beautiful. I will say, however, I think this song makes a really good point. Some people said that they thought the 10 minute version of All Too Well was too upbeat and poppy. Some people, I mean, Ryan. I said that at first and I've changed my mind. Yeah. But if it were like the acoustic styling or just slower, that would have been like a 30 minute song because the acoustic version of State of Grace is like, two minutes longer than the regular version just because it's so much slower. It is a long song. So that's why, I mean, I don't know if that's why, but in my brain, that's why they couldn't make 10-minute version of All Too Well. Well, I think she wanted to make it different, too. Yeah. But anyways, back to State of Grace acoustic version. Um, For my little Akatar girlies out there, to me, this is such a recent Feyre song. Don't roll your eyes at me. I didn't. I just looked up at you. Mr. Sir, don't roll your eyes at me. All my girlies will agree with me. So okay. take that. And you know what? Lucy, I think, agrees with me, too. She's looking like she agrees. All right. Well, good for her. Good for you. 
All right, so now we're moving into the true track or two, true vault track list. This doesn't say from the vault because uh, she released it like as a single, but it wasn't like it wasn't part of the deluxe version or anything. No, um, and honestly, guys, it, it it's not right to rank or give opinions on this song. It's a very sad song. Taylor wrote it after reading the blog posts of Maya Thompson talking about her little boy dying of cancer. It's very sad. And there's a lot of emotion in it because she like literally took the lines from that blog post and put them in a song, which the nice thing about that is Maya Thompson is listed as the number one writer on this song that was really nice to yeah so it, it like gave them a lot of money which they probably needed because you know hospital bills in america are a fucking scam but we don't need to talk about that right now yeah that's for a different podcast altogether i do believe yeah so i i think that this song is good. I think that's really sweet of Taylor to put it on this album because I'm sure it means a lot to that family. Mm-hmm. And it probably means a lot to people who like, who have been through a similar situation. Yeah. But it's just, it, I don't think it's right to talk about like our opinions or okay anything on this song. Um, all right. So 22, Ooh. Better Man. Better Man. Um, I love this song. I I've, fucking love this song. I've loved it ever since it was sung by a little big town. Yeah, you introduced me to this one. Mm-hmm. Though it was you weren't loving it until Taylor. Okay, well that's usually how the bullshit goes with me. So um I have to say the second verse of this song collapsed my cheeks so hard. I turned into a different person. Like, excuse me, you're gonna talk down to me. You're yeah. gonna talk down to me. You're gonna you're going to think that my love is a loaded gun. I don't think so, honey. Yeah. Um, I love this song. I really love it. And also I love it. And I've found that I'm not the only person who does this because it was on Twitter. Yeah. Who related to their relationship with their father. Like, obviously, there's some parts that are sexual. That's not specifically right, what we're talking right. about. Um, but, but the general idea. But the general idea of like. Theme. I would love it if you were, like, not so fucking shitty all the time. That's so sad. Um, I feel for you girlies. But, yeah, so for all you girlies who associate that with your father, like, welcome to the club. Um, So good, though. So good, though. The only part that I say that I miss from the old version is the one thing that Little Big Town can do very well, which is harmonizing since they have men oh, and women. Yeah. Um, I do miss some of the harmonies. Mm. But I love this version. Yeah. And I don't listen to the Little Big Town version anymore. Yeah, it's all about Taylor now. Um, Nothing New featuring Ooh. Phoebe Bridgers. This song is so good, but so sad. Therapists hate her. Also, Miss Taylor, you were 22 when you wrote this she was going through it babe you were not old i know but it's like she's another theme that she's brought up over the years similar to like the lucky one and like famous and everything is her like very real fear that you know as a woman in this industry as soon as you're considered you know quote too old they kick you out like yesterday's garbage so that's obviously the theme of this song is that she's just really afraid that one day she's going to lose her novelty, as she says, and there's going to be somebody new and there's nothing she can really do about it. And I love that Phoebe said she cried when she recorded her part of it. 
I would too. Yeah. I love Phoebe's like addition to the song. She's really good. And Taylor heard us in our last little critique. She did. She like literally heard just us. Like she loves us. She featured a woman and she had an actual part, not just vocalization. Yes. Thank you, Taylor. We love to see it. Um, Iconic line though. How can a person know everything at 18, but nothing at 22? That shit hurted. Or as I say, even less at 26. (laughs) It's funny. Your brain just gets dumber and dumber as the years go on. Thanks, Taylor. I think it's just as you get older, you just grapple with the gravity. Yeah. Like the more you learn, the more you realize that you don't know. Yeah. The gravity of what is going on. Yeah. Um, Where you can like when you're younger, you just take everything at face value and I'm like... (laughs) Yeah, and you feel like you have, like, a real grasp on your life, whereas the older you get, the more you realize, like, nothing's real. Yeah, and that's, like, the thing also is, like, realizing about, like, the people you looked up to, like, your parents and your family. They have no clue either. Everyone's just kind of, like, fumbling around in the dark. (laughs) It's kind of scary. (laughs) Yeah. I'm feeling very, like, under the whispering door right now, Mm -hmm. like, really grappling with my, like... Mortality. mortality in this moment oh my gosh and listen to this podcast guys if you have any like science interest ologies with ali ward is so good um the one i was listening to last night and then today is about thanatology which is the study of death and dying and at first I was like god this is going to be so morbid but like it really does like it made me feel better about like dying that like i won't get into it but it was really good I don't know if I can listen to that. I don't know if I'm there yet. Well, and it's like, it's half, as she said at the beginning of the intro, like it's, it's more than everything about life, about death is actually about life. Um, but like, it's really good. I don't know. I have like such a fear of dying. And also guys, this is like very telling, but Ryan and I, somehow I ended up on therapy TikTok And there was this therapist who said that, like, one of the side effects or symptoms of trauma is having this overwhelming sense that you're either going to die soon or you're just not going to hit those, like, milestones in your life. And that is something that resonated so hard with me. And it's funny because she said it, it, that it can affect people as sometimes people feel it as, like, this huge, like, thundercloud over their head of oh my god i'm gonna die i'm gonna die i'm gonna die and that's what i have and then she said but other people it's just kind of like a gentle like thought in the back of their head and i feel like that's how you have it <laughs> yeah i mean there were times when i know you don't play legend of zelda there was a one like on the nintendo 64 where there was like an asteroid hanging overhead and you only had so much time to finish the game and get rid of it before it got oh, destroyed hell. and that's kind of like what my life felt like like there was this yeah. huge like hammer of doom over my head and i had to like yeah. scurry around to get rid of it um anymore yeah no i, I mean i'm it's more subtle yeah but yeah i mean part of it is that i'm overweight and my doctor said it's feeling like your life's gonna be short baby <laughs> I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I went through trauma and then suddenly I had this overwhelming feeling that I was going to die. And you know what, guys? I didn't. didn't. So shout out to me. But anyways, we just took nothing new and made it even more depressing. Yeah, anyway. So, sorry. Number 24, Babe. Okay. Babe. Another song she gave to like one of the few country acts that I like, Sugarland. 
Mm-hmm. I love the I love Jennifer Nettles' voice. I yeah. think it's so I like her voice too. pretty. Um, and Taylor was featured on the original version. Yeah, and she was in the play, uh, music video. Yeah, I loved her red hair. I thought mm-hmm. it was fun. Um, she was the whore. She was. She was the the Jezebel in question. Um, but uh, I love the song. It's so fun. I love her little backtrack of the promises, 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 your promise, promises. I love it. Um, so good. I love it. Yeah, it's so much fun. She made it so much more poppy than yes. Sugarland did. Sugarland oh, yeah. is definitely a country song. Yeah. Um, and this is like much f- more firmly in like pop. Um, yeah, for I sure. Know, I like it. For sure. Speaking of firmly in pop. Oh, girly. Message in a bottle, which um, someone said, I think it was you who said it's like a Carly Rae Jepsen song. Yeah, my in- really initial is. thought was this could be a Carly Rae Jepsen song. It really is. I love Carly Rae Jepsen. It's so, so good. I love that. It's very obviously about Harry Styles. Yeah. Which, um, Remember what we heard the other night? Mm-hmm. We were watching VH1 Storytellers. They did their episode on Taylor. And she basically, they just, she like performs and gives like some insight into like her songwriting and whatever. And it was recorded right as Red came out the first time around. And remember she said something which at the time meant nothing. She said something about like, I love writing songs about like, a message in the bottle, some the blah, 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 blah. And Ryan and I just looked at each other like, <gasps> because at the time it meant nothing. Nobody knew this song existed. And now here we are nine years later listening to this absolute bop. And what's great is she didn't probably realize that she was burying the lead. She had no, no. inclination that the song would ever be released. But thank um, God it was because it's it. so fucking good. It's really good. It's a lot of fun. And I love the videos that put it to the um, Scarlett Johansson dancing in a marriage story. Oh, my God. <laughs> People love to put a song on that video. I think it's so funny. Um, okay. So I bet you think about me. Yes. This is a very country song. I like it. Yeah. Um, a lot of harmonicas. It's very fun. Uh, we discussed this. I did not realize that Jake Gyllenhaal came from a wealthy family. Yes. I mean, I guess, okay. In my brain, when I think of, like, an upper crust, upper crust family, I don't think of Bill Gates. Like, obviously, he's rich, but he's new money. Like, when I think okay. of an upper crust family... You think of, like, the Kennedys. I think of, like, the Kennedys, the Vanderbilts, yeah, the Rockefellers. Yeah, okay, I getcha. Um, old money. Well, I think... She's just trying to say that because she doesn't come from that kind of, like, high society. She just assumes all rich people are like that. Which we have discussed that she came from a pretty well-off family. But she did, she did, yeah, she definitely had, like, a well-off upbringing, but I don't think she was in, like, any sort of society because they literally lived on a farm in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. Yeah. um, It's just because her family chose to spend the money in an interesting way. But from what I read, her her father's worth like $40 million. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so this song is a very fun country addition to the album. It starts out very country. The very first line is um, she says the word better and she says it in such a country twang. It's like better than me. And it's so fun. It is fun. Um, I like the ending the best. When she's like, oh my god, she's insane. She wrote a song about me. I love that. Yeah. I love when she does, like, cheeky little things like that. It's very blank space. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I really thought it was about the, the candidate she dated, but Dee Dee told me the timeline didn't work for that. It's it's very much Jake Gyllenhaal. She calls him out for Beverly Hills. being from Beverly Hills and also for um, being obsessed with indie music. Because I guess that was another facet of their relationship is he would put down her pop and country roots because he was like too cool to listen to that. Which, fuck you, Jake. I'm so tired of you. <sighs> yeah. Um, all right. And then the Forever Winter. This is like a depressing song, but like with a really fun pop beat. So I like it. Yeah. Um, also very much about Harry Styles. Yeah. But like in a sad way. Because it's like about how she really wants to be there for him, even when he's like going through like some really shitty times, which for him is probably just grappling with this new fame that he's never had. Yeah. So t- she talks about him like breaking down at like 3 a.m. and getting drunk and how she wants to be there for him. Well, and also I think it might be, especially that part is kind of cultural. Because British people love to handle their problems by drinking. And I don't mm. mean that derogatorily. Like, it's just a difference in culture. Oh, yeah. They drink Where, like, a lot. Americans will see that as immediate, like, oh, my gosh, they are alcoholic. Like, we need to, like, send them to rehab tomorrow. Yeah. Like, if you're drinking your problems away. Um, in America, yeah. you're only really allowed to drink when you're having fun, I feel like. <laughs> like. Yeah. That was, like, one thing when I moved to England grace and my family had like an intervention for me because they thought i had a drinking problem but i was just embracing the culture i was just adhering to my good friend's culture (laughs) anthropologist exactly um all right so run with again mr edward schnernan i love this song yeah you know you're gonna hate me i don't think i've ever heard it i think i heard it the one time oh ryan yeah i don't know let me play a few bars really quick i think i'll remember it okay yes i do remember it um it's okay i like it um it's very much an ed sheeran song it sounds like yeah you know it sounds like uh something off of plus to me okay um and also it's very much is that what it's called i don't think he had a plus what's 18 i thought it was positive i thought i had a plus sign on it Whatever eighteen was. Yeah, on. you know what you're right. There's okay. like one math symbol he hasn't done yet. Um is it minus? I don't know. He's done multiply and divide. Yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. It's from plus. Yeah. Um like eighteen, that kind of thing. Also very much twenty eleven side yeah. sound. It's um, good. Yeah, it's fine. Um Yeah. yeah. I like it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. That's about it. The very first night, I really like this song. It's a bomb. Um, and then for Miss Taylor Hill, we will discuss. The yes. Okay. Taylor Hill, our good friend, has been coming for our throats because we have been leaving out lesbian lore. Um, unfortunately, neither Ryan and I are lesbians, so we are very much out of the loop with this. But apparently, lesbian Twitter has just taken taylor swift by the throat and applied a lot of her songs to their lives and they think that a lot of these songs are very lesbianic of taylor well this song definitely she sets up the rhyme scheme that to be gay to be her yeah yeah um because there is that part and i forget the lyric but basically it lines up that she's like like i miss they yeah they don't know about the polaroid picture and then the next line is, they don't know how much I miss. And it sounds like it should be her, but she says you, and it doesn't rhyme. Yeah, it breaks the rhyme scheme. So people think this is about a woman, and probably Carly Claus. Um, oh, that would really suck. 
If it was Carly. Carly, no, ma'am. We're not here for you. But I love the way she says L.A. in this song. L.A. Um, it's just so much fun. Yeah. I do like this song It's a, a really good song. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then finally, the big kahuna. <gasps> the white whale. We're here. Of this album. All too well, Taylor's version. Ten minute version. Ten minute explicit version. from the vault. Yes, because she does say the fuck word in this. She says the fuck word. Um, ah! which is really fun. Oh my god, it's so good. I, there's this TikTok of like a mom and her like toddler daughter. There's mm-hmm. like three. Um, and on the bottom she says, "This is the one like swear she's allowed to say." And they sing the part like "fuck the patriarchy" together. I love that. Um, and like, uh Love that. I love that journey. Teach your kids that line. It's important. Yeah. Um, It's so good. Yeah. I I remember the excitement when she first veered out. Yes. Um, Because like, you know, the first like a minute or so. It's like it's the first like minute and like 40 seconds. I know this because I always skip to this part. And then like the very first new line that we've never heard is essentially fuck the patriarchy mm-hmm. and it's so good just like the screams that that line has emitted yeah um i love it there's so many great lines in it Ooh, she um, really takes this man down yeah it's really good um <laughs> one of my favorites and it's funny it's from the very end but like when how it glistened as it fell i don't know why i love yeah. that line um what else i mean obviously you love the Telling jokes with the punchline and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age. That's fucked up, Miss Girl. Yeah. She took him down. She said, men are fucking gross anyways. Also, I love the line, um, I'm a soldier who's returning half her weight. Like, God damn. This man put her through hell. And you know what? Jake, if you're listening, Jake, slide me your address. Day. I just want to like come visit for a second. Um, yeah, and then I think my favorite line um, truly is the one that's taken TikTok by storm hmm. um, is the, you know, if you you said if we had been closer in age, maybe it would have been fine and that made me want to die. Yeah. Um, there's this TikTok charmer that used the audio and they like put a part where like one of their exes like truly destroyed them. And then yeah. they, you know, lip sync to the that made me want to die. Um, and I love the way she says the way it like just soars up. On yeah. The last syllable of die. Yes. It is so good. Yeah. Um, I love because it reminds me of a certain ex, and you know exactly who I mean. Yes. But the part of on the drive down, I thought you were gonna say it's love. Oh my god. Um, you never called it what it was. Till we were dead and gone and buried. God damn it, Jake. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Um, it's so good. Another line that really stuck out to me, like the first time I listened to it, it just like like made my heart sink. And then the same thing happened. I made my family listen to it with the lyrics on the screen on Thanksgiving. I needed everybody to hear this. And the same thing happened. My mom had the same like guttural reaction of when she said when her dad says it's supposed to be fun turning 21. That just hurts so bad because it reminds you that she was such a baby. Yeah. I I think what's the rule? I think the rule is like your age added together minus seven or something. No, like that. it's divide your age in half plus seven. Okay. That should be law. Yeah. <laughs> but even that I think is like 
too forgiving. So it should be just your age. 30 divided by 2 is 15 plus 7 is 22. So it would have roughly worked. No. Which still she was sucks. 20. She was 20. Okay. She was a baby. Um poor girl. Yeah. And then obviously the iconic line that everybody has been like screaming which you kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. Yeah, now I think about that was it, really fucked up. Fifty would mean that thirty-two was your exactly. That's why I don't agree with that rule. Yeah. Um. The older you get, the worse the, it the, becomes. One hundred, you're gonna get fifty-seven. If you're dating at one hundred, like, do what you want. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess you've earned it. You really made yeah. it somewhere. Um. But yeah, I just it's so good and it's so charged. God. I listened to it endlessly. I listen. When was it? Was it last weekend that I went to St. Pete to see Caitlin? Yeah. I listened to it the entire drive. And by the time I got to St. Pete, my voice was so raw. My throat hurt so damn bad. Because you know when you listen to this song, you're obviously screaming it. Yeah. And, you know, I love the, like, TikToks. They're like, it's not a seven-hour drive. It's only, you know, like, what, 13 all-too-wells. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It was a three all too well drive to St. Pete. And when this song comes on, you're like legally obligated to put on a concert, a concert in your car. Like you, you can't just like listen to this song. It's really good. It's really. Oh God. It's so good. And I listened to it before you and I was like texting you like. Yes. So So my flight landed. I went. Oh, by the way, guys, I went up to Grand Rapids for the release of Red Taylor's version because it felt like so wrong and gross and dirty and disgusting to listen to this album in like 80 degree heat here in Florida. So I flew up to Grand Rapids. It snowed. It was perfect. But my flight landed literally at like 1140. So I got into Maddie's car literally at like 1158 and the problem was we obviously we wanted to listen to all too well, 10 minute version first, but we wanted to be able to read the lyrics as it was happening. And you can't really do that in a car. So we listened to the other vault tracks first. And then when we got home, we listened to it. So I didn't end up listening to the song until like 1245. And at that point, Ryan had obviously already listened to it and was like giving me like play by play. Yeah. Like recaps of his thoughts. And I was just shitting my pants, like waiting for this. And you know what? It was so worth the wait. Well, and also for all you little Spotify girlies out there. Yeah. I got to listen to it early. Yeah. And Spotify got to listen to it late. Yeah. I was fucked up. Um, cause like I was literally like waiting up and I was watching TV and I was like, I'll just check. It was like 10 minutes before midnight. Um, and it was there and it was ready to go. So, you know, it was very interesting to me. I didn't expect you to stay up for this one. Yeah. You know, I think it's because I was also waiting for you to land. Uh, um, like, I don't, aw, that's sweet. I don't like sleeping when people are traveling. It's like a weird, like superstition of mine. Huh? Um, but yeah, so I was up and I listened to it. And also it was Friday, right? No, it was Thursday. It was Thursday. We definitely had to work the next day and it was hard. Yeah. Um, but man, it was good. Ugh. Yeah, I think I ended Maddie and I stayed up till 3 a.m. so we could listen to everything. And babe, when I tell you that 10 a.m. meeting I had the next day, I joined it and I just let them know. I said, guys, I'm really sorry. Which is nine Michigan time. Yeah, no, they're in the same time zone. Oh, that's weird. Chicago. Yeah. Um, 
I joined it and I immediately let everybody on the call know. I was like, I look bad. I am like super not into it today. I was up till 3 a.m. last night. Like Taylor's version came out, guys. It was really important. So did you really? I'm dead ass. I did say that. Yes. You could have just said Friday's your way. Never mind. Um, no, no video yeah. call Fridays. Anyway. It was a call matter. of all girlies. I knew they would understand. I never have my camera on Friday because the firm said I don't have to. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, so one can't discuss all too well 10 minute version without discussing the short film. Oh, God. Yes. Um, starring Dylan O'Crian. Yes. Um, and Sadie Sink. And Sadie Sink. Uh, uh, we hate him. <laughs> but we... We hate the character, but we love the player. Separate the art from the artist. We love Dylan O'Brien, but we hate his character. He has some of the most masculine, attractive hands I have ever seen. That's a man's hands. Like, yes. There's some good shit going on in there. Though I will. So, I mean, the fight scene is so uncomfortable. Yes. It's so awful. Yeah. And it goes on. Seemingly for like a millennia. Too long. Oh my god. Yeah. She really made us feel a lot of things with the short film. Um, but man, I I really like it. Yeah. And of course there's the whole conspiracy. Was she writing a book? Is she not? Oh my god. I hope she does. I would love to read a Taylor Swift book. You know what I was thinking what I wish she would do? Like obviously I don't know her exact writing process. It seems like a lot of it is out loud. Mm-hmm. But I would love if she did like what Florence does and like photocopied her notepad. Oh my god, yes. Um, well, she did that in so my vinyl of Red Taylor's version. She like has the lyrics to her songs, but for all too well ten minute version, it's a photocopy of her writing it out. It's not like just typed up like the rest of the songs. Uh-huh. So yeah, I wish she would do that for everything she does going forward. Yeah, um, I love like that audio of her with. Um, Jack Antonoff. Yeah. When they're writing getaway cards. Yeah. I just think it's so fun. Yeah. Obviously different vibe. Very different vibe. Um, um, but yeah, the short film. Oh God, I cannot it, wait for Reputation Taylor's version. I know. Out. I know. It's going to be so good. I know. I'm going to go insane. You will. Um, I know. Um, <laughs> any like last thoughts about short film? No, I think it's really good. Um, I hope it gets the Oscar. Yeah, I better get an Oscar. Um, They did a good job of making it uncomfortable. I think she really wanted to lay into the fact that he was way too fucking old to be dating her. Yeah. Because watching Sadie Sink and Dylan O'Brien make out felt so disgusting and illegal. it was the right age difference. Yeah, exactly. So, Um, like, that's the point she's making is, like, this isn't okay. No. Especially since, like, we know her as, like, the little girl. Not little, but, like, the... The, the child. The child from uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, it felt so illegal. It feels like I'm seeing Dylan O'Brien like, make out with like my little cousin or something. Yeah, it's it didn't weird. feel okay. So um, I think that's like very good of her for doing that. Yeah. Though so I don't know why whenever I hear her name, say it again. Sadie Sink. Sadie Sink. My brain says, oh, Maddie Zeigler. Okay. Oh. I don't know why. <laughs> She's going to steal Maddie away from Sia. She said, I want her now. <laughs> I don't know why. But That's so funny. Maddie's Ligler pops in my head. Um, all right. So any other thoughts before we? Um, no. Do you have any would you rather? Like, no, I, I don't have any because 
It's hard for them. I would just want to put all too well ten minute version and then and then we would just choose that. So like there's no winning with an all or with a with a would you rather on this one. Yeah. I mean all too well, like we knew it was going to be a mm-hmm. heavy hitter. Yeah. Um I think like it needs to be like inducted into some sort of like yeah. society. I don't know, like it, yeah, I, I mean, actually, it probably is. I think the Library of Congress does probably have a copy already, uh, and I'm not being joking. No, they're, they're, I agree. The, they're the Library of Register, so I think. You also, have to. like a fun thing to note is that um, prior to this album being out, Rolling Stone has an ongoing ranking of Taylor Swift songs, and for the last decade, essentially, All Too Well has been in the number one spot, and then it was dethroned by All Too Well 10-minute version about a week after this album came out. They released that they officially updated their rankings. Well, I think that's really interesting to me, too, is you know, Scooter has now kind of not come out and said, but like the big thing on the street is that he did not expect her to re-record anything. He thought it was a bluff. Um, And now they're scrambling, and they're now they have like a nine figure suit against them because like their distributors are like, we, you said that this wouldn't happen. Am I supposed to feel sorry for that bitch? Cause I don't. But what I'm scared of is that he's going to feel pressure to sell mm. and like give her back the rights just to make it all go away. Mm. And then she doesn't have to re-record anything. But and Taylor, would, I would like it. I would like for that her to would do piss it. me off. I need her to re-record everything. Um, <laughs> I need the vault tracks on 1989. Really bad, Taylor. I need the vault tracks on Reputation. You know how raunchy they must be. They must be like, <laughs> I'm going to drink your blood and like eat your organs. <laughs> you know what? Fair point. <laughs> so like, I need that. Um, yeah. So Taylor, if you're listening, please just keep your recording. Just keep doing it. It's fun. It's like she has to. She's we're having a good time. So much money on. Oh red. yeah, we're having a great time. I've purchased so much red merchandise. It's sick. I think red. I think Fearless was successful. But yeah. Red was like a oh, whole yeah. different. Yeah. Fearless was fun, but like I got over it kind of quick. And I think she knew that. I think yeah. that's why she didn't really hype Fearless. And I think the thing about it is that her earlier albums, specifically Fearless and Debut, it's hard to relate to this yeah. later on. Like she's like 31, so it doesn't it's not it's not giving as much. Whereas Red, like we can no matter your age, you can relate to Red. Yeah, and like I mean, Speak Now writes that line, but I do want to hear it. Oh, I think Speak Now is going to do numbers. Yeah. Um, I Again, Taylor, if you're listening, you need to do the Speak Now re-recording, and then we're going to do a music video of Back to December with Taylor Lautner. Yes. And you're going to like have a sex scene in the, in the music Put video. Put his penis in the music <laughs> video just so we could see it. So just keep that in mind, Taylor. Um all good things <laughs> we've got some ideas for you so all right um i think that's it then yeah um so where can they find us if they want more content <laughs> whoa hi lucy you can find us on instagram our handle is that book <laughs> I'm giving my TikTok handle. Our handle is I like it okay pod, and both of our personal accounts are linked in that bio. And then you can find me on TikTok at that book babe. I have been posting a lot of Taylor content recently, so it's now more of like a book slash Taylor TikTok account. Mm-hmm. So all good things, all the wonderful sugary things in the world. 
All right. Well, and um, also, please, um, if you if your podcasting distribution medium of choice allows for um, <laughs> rating and reviewing, please let us know how we're doing. And beyond that, um, thank you so much for listening. This has been I Like It Okay. Bye. Bye.